Welcome to the Olam Podcast. This is John Edmiston. Solution-Focused Faith, Episode 4, Faith in the Goodness of God. God is good, and He is good to you, and He is good to me, and He is good to all whom He loves. And He works all things together for our good. Romans 8.28 So one of the great challenges of solution-focused faith is to believe in the goodness of God in this murky, difficult and painful world that we are part of. We live in the midst of a sinful and wicked world and at times it seems hard to believe that we can actually experience this goodness and be rewarded by God. Solution-focused faith truly believes that God is good and will work out a good and perfect and practical solution. Now for some Bible verses to help us along the way. Hebrews 11.6 But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Psalm 27 verses 13 and 14 I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Hope in the Lord... Be of good courage, and he shall make your heart strong. Yes, hope in the Lord. Then Psalms 36. I will sing to the Lord because he has rewarded me. And in Psalm 142, verse 7. Bring my soul out of prison, that I may praise your name. The righteous shall gather around me, for you shall reward me. Now there are those that sneer at the idea of God rewarding people. They say, oh, you should not believe because of the reward. That is so primitive. True faith just believes in the abstract virtues of God. Now, true faith does nothing of the kind. True faith must believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We see that in Hebrews 11 verse 6. Now, there are three notable instances of faith being commended in the scriptures. The faith of Abraham the faith of the centurion, and the faith of the Syrophoenician woman. The faith that justified Abraham was not abstract belief in the virtues of a philosophical God. The faith that made Abraham famous was faith that Isaac would be born to an old couple despite their infirmity. And later on, the faith that Isaac could be raised even from the dead by God. Now, the centurion was commended for his faith And it was faith that his servant could be healed by just a word from Jesus. We find that in Matthew chapter 8, verses 5 to 13. And thirdly, the Syrophoenician woman was commended for her great faith in Jesus because she believed Jesus could and would deliver her daughter from a demon. And we find that in Matthew 15, verses 22 to 28. Now, believing God for specific things seems quite risky. And my first attempt to believe God for specific things was shortly before I went into Bible college. It was a Monday, early in 1980, and I asked God for a Young's Concordance, a new Bible dictionary, and a pair of brown shoes. And by the end of the day, I'd been given all three, and none of the people who gave me these things knew anything about my needs or my prayer. I soon learned the art of living by faith and seeing God's provision in highly specific matters. Now, hardly a day goes by without some small, tangible answer to the prayer of faith. 
In fact, I think it is better to have a real faith in a good God who provides parking spaces than a purely philosophical faith in abstractions that maintains the world is, for all practical purposes, untouched by God. I believe in a God who does things. Now, if you go to the heroes of, heroes of faith in Hebrews 11, they are all looking to the reward and believing God for quite real, tangible things, such as victories in battle, the resurrection of Isaac, deliverance from Egypt, the future of the sons of Jacob, the resurrection of the tortured martyrs, and citizenship in the future city of God. They all believed that the invisible and intangible would one day become the clearly visible and the very tangible. When we pray, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, we are asking for invisible things such as the kingdom of God and the will of God to become tangibly present here on earth. Faith believes that God's goodness is a present reality and that this present reality of God's goodness orders our days and our lives. Faith believes that God's goodness can undo the devil's badness and restore the years the locusts have eaten. Find that in Joel chapter 2, verses 25 and 26. Faith believes that even our sin and our folly cannot be so powerful to completely prevent us receiving some of God's goodness, for he sends his reign on the just and on the unjust. Matthew 5.45 In fact, it can be said that God is absolutely determined that we will experience his goodness. From beautiful sunsets to cool breezes, to falling in love, to being saved, to being filled with the Holy Ghost. God wants to demonstrate his goodness to us over and over again in bountiful and generous ways. Jesus never knocked back anyone who was determined to experience the goodness of God for themselves. In fact, the determination of the Canaanite woman to experience grace is what Jesus praised her for, as he also praises the persistent widow in Luke 18 and many others like lepers and blind men who insisted on experiencing, experiencing God's goodness here and now. Faith in the goodness of God experienced in the land of the living and also in heaven, is absolutely fundamental to true Christian faith. If God is good all the time, then he has been good to me right now, as I sit at this computer. Now experiencing that goodness requires faith. It is always faith that brings the goodness of God down to earth. It was faith that led to the birth of Isaac, faith that led to the New Testament healings, and faith that led to the miracles and revivals of Acts. Faith is the persistent, stubborn opening of our hearts to the goodness of God despite all the contrary evidence that would make us cynical, defensive and unbelieving. Faith is asking for Jesus to provide wine at the wedding of Cana than just doing what he says and seeing the bountiful provision. Faith is believing five loaves and two fishes can feed a multitude and then opening to God so he can participate in the act. We have to believe that our God is bursting to demonstrate his goodness in the midst of our daily routine. Faith is simply opening up to this reality that God is there and God is wanting to act in the middle of your existence. Though from time to time evil may come and might blight a year or more of our lives, we are never finished completely. 
Slowly but surely, God's goodness will triumph and our days will become filled with joy. No disaster can separate us from the love of God and His goodness to us. Even the martyrs find God's goodness to them in the end. And thus, we are more than conquerors. And we find that in Romans 8. I've recently read of the horrors of the siege of Jerusalem in AD 70 and how dreadful the siege and the sack was in the ancient world. But even in such awful situations, God's goodness is not absent. Psalms 31, 21. Blessed is the Lord, for he has worked his mercy wondrously in a besieged city. No matter how besieged your life may be, God can still bring his wondrous goodness into it. On a practical note, we need to insist on the goodness of God, just as Job did, just as the Canaanite woman did, just as blind Bartimaeus did, and just as so many others who have been blessed by God have done. The Psalms are a continual record of David going before God for justice, mercy, forgiveness, deliverance, and the experience of his goodness. David did not take God's goodness as automatically granted. He made it a matter of prayer. In Christ, we can come to the throne of grace for help in time of need. That's in Hebrews 4.16. I'll repeat that. In Christ, we can come to the throne of grace for help in time of need. And we should do so, placing our burdens on him, for he cares for us. 1 Peter 5 verse 7. We need to go before God in an attitude of trusting faith and ask that his goodness and his blessings will be poured into our lives at our points of need. Psalm 31.19 How great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear you. You have worked for those who trust in you before the sons of men. And in Psalm 37, verses 3-5 to Trust in Jehovah and do good. You shall dwell in the land and you shall be fed on truth. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Roll your way onto the Lord. Trust also in him and he will do it. That's this podcast, number four in the series Solution Focused Faith. Be blessed and trust in the Lord. Mm-hmm.